Welcome back, everybody, to the Coastal Covers podcast. This is the GCG coming at you uh, to discuss week seven of the college football slate. Um, I am one day late this week, uh, later than normal. Um, and just some scheduling conflicts, whatnot. I tried to do one with uh, good old Proto Papa, and it kind of fell through on us. So uh, some technological issues happened. It is what it is, but um we're gonna get you this episode here um missing missing one game yesterday so uh shame too because i actually i did hit that game i had louisiana lafayette plus ten and a half um if i'm being honest i I thought marshall was gonna win the game i just thought um coming off a bye week for both teams i thought i thought you know lafayette would be ready um they were clearly it was marshall that was not uh charles huff coach for Marshall continues to kind of underwhelm me every time I think he has things going uh has figured things out it just doesn't really seem to go that way um the next week <laughs> every time every time I look at that you know and, and I was already pissed off about the uh the Bowling Green loss you know it and I get it I get the letdown spot but if you're a good coach that's the moments where you shine. Like those are the moments where you shine is, is, you know, following. Okay. I know it's going to be hard for my team to get up after beating Notre Dame and going on the road again. And and we got to play Bowling Green. And the thing about that game too, is that you were up like 14, I believe at one point, like early. So you came out roaring and took a lead and then you gave it up. Um, which to me is even worse than like, oh, we came out, we came out flat in this letdown spot um, and we just got housed or we had to try to come back and we didn't quite make it. The fact that you came out and you jumped out to an early lead and then you fell off, that that makes it even worse for me because you went flat during the game, which is just weird. Um, and then coming out of a bye week is, is another time where I always kind of like assess what I think about a, a coach, you know, um, as long as they're not already proven. And, um, you know, this team had lost uh, – they had lost two of their last three games before they went into the bye week because they had a Gardner-Webb and FCS right before the bye week. So it's like, okay, you know, you got the win over the FCS after losing two straight. Um and then you went you went into the bye week and, and you come home for your home opener in the Sun Belt, uh, coming out of it against a ULL team that's been struggling. So, you know, you just expect to see a team like that with as much talent as they have come out with a little bit more behind it. Just, I don't know, a little bit more uh, of a good game plan. <laughs> you know, you got that stud running back, but I don't know. The passing game is bad. Um Columbia sucks. I was I was pretty surprised watching that. He did not look good at all to me. Um, the backup they brought in showed a little more fight, but he also looked pretty erratic. So, uh, going to be interesting moving forward for Marshall. I I, uh, I think maybe Louisiana Lafayette figured th- some things out over that bye week, but Marshall definitely did not. So, Charles Huff questionable for me. <laughs> um, so let's get into the Thursday game starting today, October 13th, Thursday. Um, we got another primetime weekday West Virginia spot. This is the West Virginia special this year. Um, 
just playing primetime games left and right. Uh, we got Baylor at West Virginia. Um, both of these teams are off the bye. The home team usually does win this matchup. Uh, it's just the way it's gone. These are, you know, kind of two middle-of-the-pack Big 12 teams, kind of usually, except for, you know, Dave Aranda's got Baylor uh, winning the Big 12 last year. So um, things going on the up a little bit for Baylor. But usually these two teams are, are kind of right around the same level, um, and it's a far trip for whichever team is the away team. So typically, actually always, the home team pretty much wins. Uh, Baylor, I don't believe Baylor has actually ever won in Morgantown. Um, I do think Baylor gets this win. They are the much, much better team, but I'm taking the three and a half at home in Morgantown uh, with West Virginia. I, I just don't see how I could fade them over a field goal here. I, um, it's funny. It's just one of those games. I remember Utah – Utah and Florida to open the season, um, that was one of the games that reminds me of this spot, where if Utah and Florida had played on a neutral site first week of the season, I would have laid like up to 10 points with Utah. That's how much better I thought they were. But I took Utah laying, I think it was like three and a half in that game, and of course they lost outright. Um, And it was just one of those things like, it's a tough place to go on the road to go to Gainesville. It's a far travel. Utah, not traditionally a team that plays well on the road. Um, and this is just a very similar spot. Baylor on a neutral site, I'd lay, you know, like up to nine and a half with them. <laughs> uh, that's how much better I think they are in this matchup. So um, I'm taking West Virginia with the points. I'm not going to money line it. Uh, and that's my play for that. So. Um, moving on, Temple UCF. Don't have to spend too much time on this. Uh, UCF, I'm going to lay the 23 points with them. Um, I just don't see value in taking Temple. I, I know they're off a of bye week. Uh, UCF does have an extra day or two of rest, though, from uh, playing a Wednesday game last week. So it is what it is. UCF typically fucks this team up. The game's down there. Um, I don't believe it's a crazy look ahead spot. Let me let me double check that just so I'm not giving you bad intel. Nah, I mean the next game I I do actually think UCF loses their next game. It's on the road in Greenville, North Carolina against ECU, which is of course a tough trip. It's a tough place to play. Um I do think they do probably lose their next game, but uh, I, I don't think they're looking ahead to ECU. I don't know. I don't think that's a team that uh, the Golden Knights look ahead to. Um, so yeah, UCF minus twenty three. That's my play for that one. Navy in Dallas, Texas, playing SMU. SMU, all kinds of crazy shit going on there. Um, this is Friday, by the way. Um, all kinds of crazy stuff going on with SMU with. Uh, People hanging it up, red shirting for the year. It's it's like a three three to five starters or guys that play in rotational minutes. So um, there were some key pieces. It's not a good look for Rhett Lashley. I mean, this is pretty early to be hanging it up. And not only are they hanging it up, red shirting, taking their red shirt for the year, but they're transferring too, uh, a la what happened in Houston with um, Dana Holgerson when D.R. King was there. So. I don't know. It's not a good look to start things off here for Rhett Lashley and SMU. It's a little surprising to see it. Um, and Navy's been playing pretty good. So Navy typically plays SMU okay. 
Um, SMU, like I said, extra day of rest, uh, just like UCF. They played them on Wednesday last week. Um, SMU won this game by a touchdown last year, so they got the win last year, but still pretty close, especially when you compare what the two two, two teams did last year. Uh, I'm taking the 12.5 points with Navy. I think Niamatalalo finally figuring some things out there. SMU, the defense sucks. Um, I think this could be a close game. I just do. Um, I wouldn't be totally shocked if Navy won it with what's going on. Uh, SMU, it's, it's just not a good look right now. Moving on to the other game on Friday night, it's UTSA versus Florida International. I don't know if you saw the vice-style field that they're doing at FIU. I guess they'd ought to do something to be exciting because uh, they're so fucking terrible. But uh, it's pretty sweet. They got, like, Miami Vice color, you know, the pink and powder blue, kind of like the Heat jerseys, uh, alternate jerseys. It's pretty cool looking, though. Um, probably the only interesting thing about Florida International since they had that big brawl with the Hurricanes a ways back. So um, UTSA is laying 33 in this game. Not going to talk about it very much. UTSA is the much better team. UTSA does have North Texas on deck, though. Uh, that is the only team to beat UTSA in the regular season last year. Um, so I think they're kind of looking ahead to that game a little bit. Um, I don't think they're going to lose this Florida International game by any means, but I think 33 is a lot of points. They are 33 points or more better than Florida International for sure. Um, but I just think it's a little bit of a look-ahead spot. It's a road trip. I'm going to take the 33-point dog here. Uh, moving on to the Saturday games. Auburn at Mississippi. Mississippi, Ole Miss, Lane Kiffin, Lane 15. Um, interesting spot here. Second leg of a back-to-back -back road trip for Auburn. But this is Brian Harson's last game. They got the bye week next week. He's going to be fired after this game. There's pretty much no chance that that does not happen. Um so as far as I understand, this has always been a booster, an alumni thing. They've hated them since day one. They hated the hire. I've never understood this to be a player issue. So I'm going to take the 15 points. Um, here's, here's another factor, too. Auburn, 31 to 21 or 20 win last year. They've won this game six straight times. So they own Ole Miss. Uh, I think Ole Miss probably wins this game, I guess, but... You're giving me over two touchdowns um, for an Ole Miss team that, yeah, they look they look decent so far, but they have played nobody. We know nothing about them. Um, you know, Vandy was hanging around with them last year. They ended up, you know, of, of, of last week. I mean, they, they ended up covering, of course, because because I had Vanderbilt and last week sucked. Uh, and it, but it was a it was a late cover for Ole Miss. I mean, you know, Vandy was hanging around so. Um, Auburn plus 15. I'm going to take it, and I'm going to say they get up for Brian Harson's last game. I don't know if they win it, but I think it's going to be close. Um, but tread, tread, tread lightly because, you know, it also could be that the team's completely out. Maybe they hate Brian Harson and they can't wait for him to be fired. So who knows? But uh, that's the angle I'm playing, and I'm going to take the 15 points. Central Michigan at Akron. Central Michigan laying 13 and a half. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm laying the points, but I don't. I don't love it. Fuck this game. Both these teams suck. It's a quirky max spot. Uh, I don't know. Central Michigan, I assume, is the better team, but we'll move on. Iowa State catching 17 off of Texas. Uh, yeah, that's a lot of points. <laughs> um, 
This is following the Red River shootout. Big win, major win, biggest win like in Red River shootout history. Um, and it's before Oklahoma State, the Sooners, another undefeated team. So you got Iowa State having a rough year, uh, playing good football, just losing, <laughs> finding ways to lose. Um, a lot of it because of Hunter Deckers, a lot of it because of their fucking kicker. <laughs> this team plays good defense. They play fundamental football. Matt Campbell is a good coach. He has them playing well. Um, they're just not finding the wins. So um, Iowa State won this game 30-7 to last year. They've won this game three straight times. Sandwich spot for Texas. Feels like too many points anyway, honestly. I mean, you put this game around nine nine points or so nine ten points nine and a half is probably where i would have put it i struggle with it i struggle to make the pick and i probably still lean iowa state with the points you're giving me 17 i'm taking that that's three scores i'm taking that so um this is one of the plays i like better this week i'm, I'm pretty surprised that this line's so high kansas catching nine off of oklahoma uh Oklahoma did win this game last year. Uh this is homecoming. They won it 35 to 23. So they struggled in this game. And it, it was even a little closer than that. Now Oklahoma's obviously owned Kansas lately. They beat them 17 straight times, but we have seen what Oklahoma looks like. Uh it, it's been bad. It's been really, really bad. This game is a tough handicap. When it started off at seven, if I'm being honest, I bought a half a point. I took Oklahoma down to six and a half because this is just what happens. I, I don't know. You know, Jalen Daniels looks to me like watching that game against TCU. It looked to me like Jalen Daniels was potentially going to miss the rest of the year with the way that injury was. Leipold's putting some sneaky stuff on the on Twitter. It's It's been weird to follow it and try to understand what's going on and make heads or tails out of any of it. Um. So a guy came out with a report, tweeted it. I forget his name, but uh, tweeted, you know, he had a separated shoulder. He's going to miss the rest of the season. have to get surgery. And uh, Jalen Daniels retweeted it and said, that's news to me. <laughs> he said, like, sheesh, that's news to me with, like, a laughy face or something, you know. Um, and then Lance Leipold posted a picture of Jalen Daniels sitting on his couch with his million-dollar smile and some sunglasses on, with his hands up over his head, like straight up over his head, um, clearly showing, like, you know, you wouldn't be able to do that if you had a separated shoulder. So I don't know if this is, like, grade-A mind fuckery from Lance Leipold or, and Jalen Daniels or or what, um, but from what I saw, it looked like he's going to be out. So... This line's telling me that Jalen Daniels is probably going to be out. Uh, but watch for some sneaky moves by Lance Leipold there. Interesting, interesting psychological warfare. Um, Jason Bean is a decent backup. I mean, he's played a lot of minutes. He's a good starting quarterback, honestly. Um, he would probably start for half the teams in the country. So it's not a huge drop-off. This Oklahoma defense sucks. I do expect Dylan Gabriel to be back most likely. Uh, it looked to me like he he was probably going to play last week, but he didn't. Maybe they knew they were going to get their ass kicked, so they were just saving him. I don't know. Um, but I think Dylan Gabriel is going to play this week. Oklahoma needs a win in the worst way. So um, as much as I think Kansas is the better team, this just isn't traditionally what happens in college football where uh, a Kansas program, a team like a Kansas, 
that looks like the way better team than a team of a powerhouse that's down like Oklahoma. You think, oh, okay, like they got them this year. They're they're way better. I don't know what typically happens in college football is that team comes out, and fucks them up, <laughs> the the powerhouse, and it, it like pisses you off and lets you down. I'm taking the nine points. Like I said, I took this game at six and a half. I bought a half a point when it was at seven with the Sooners, took it down to six and a half and bet it that way. Nine points is just too damn much. I wouldn't lay nine points with Oklahoma against like any power five team right now. Um, Kansas plays with heart. They play good football. They should be able to expose this defense just like everyone else in the country is right now. So um, I'm taking the nine points. It just seems like too many points. Miami of Ohio laying seven at Bowling Green. Um, God, who cares, right? <laughs> Stupid Miami of Ohio. Uh, they won this game 34-7 to last year. Uh, they should win this game pretty handily this year. Seven points on the road with a MAC team. Um, I don't know. No, no. I'm going to lay the seven with Miami of Ohio. They're the much better team. I almost took the points with Bullet Green because it's the stupid Mac. There's no confidence in this play, clearly. So I'm going to lay the seven, but I don't love it. Um, Minnesota minus six and a half at Illinois. Uh, I know everybody's looking at this line and they're like, why the hell is Minnesota laying six and a half? This line opened around three. Even that was questionable because you can easily argue that Illinois should be favored. Uh, here's the deal. Tommy DeVito, while he's not a good quarterback, he is out for the Golden Gophers. Um no, for the fighting Vilamas, the fighting Illini. Uh, Tommy DeVito is out. Art Sitowski will be the starting quarterback. This man is absolutely terrible. He has been absolutely terrible for like all 10 years that he has been in college. He started off at Rutgers. He was fucking horrible there. Lost his job to Noah Vedral. That should tell you everything you need to know about how good Art Sitowski is. So uh, the man is not good. Minnesota has a lot more talent than this Illinois team. I know this Illinois team is rolling, uh, but this is a really heavy public dog spot. That's a spot I'm going to avoid. I'm going to lay the six and a half with Minnesota, um, but it's it's a little scary to do it because that's a lot of points for for what these two teams have been doing, but um, that's the way I'm going with it. Coastal Carolina laying 12 against Old Dominion. Old Dominion off the bye week homecoming for Coastal Carolina. Um I'm going to take the 12 with Old Dominion. I'm going to say Coastal has been playing a lot of close games this year. They're good, um, but they haven't been covering. And Old Dominion has been covering here and there. Um, They're an okay team, not a great team. But coming out of a bye week, I trust them to keep it close in this spot. I'm going to take the 12 points. Penn State catching a full touchdown, seven points off of Michigan in the big house. Um, Penn State coming off a bye week. Michigan won this game 21-17 last year. But they've only won two of their last five under Harbaugh against the Nittany Lions. Uh, Penn State kind of had their number. It was a big win for Harbaugh to get over that hump last year. Uh, but this year, I don't know. Like, Really? Do you, do you think this is worth a touchdown? Feels like this should be uh, giving Michigan a little credit, like four and a half to five point spread. If you want to give Michigan like that kind of credit, like, oh, it's Michigan. If we think they're worth that after last year. Um, you know, and of course the big house effect, you know, four and a half, five points at most. There's no way you go a touchdown. So it's scary, but I'm going to take the seven with Penn State. They, from what we've seen this year, they're the better team so far. They have the better resume so far. Um, 
you know, despite seeing the number five versus number 10 ranking for Michigan, number five, um, you know, I test Penn state's been better this year. So resume Penn state's been better this year. So I, I don't know. I'm taking the seven points for sure. Um, I'm worried about it getting squirrely, but right now I'm seeing a lot of public action on Michigan, surprisingly. So, um, there you go. Miami of Florida laying seven at lane stadium in Blacksburg. Um, Virginia Tech catching seven points at Lane. I think I got to take it. I think I got to take the seven. Miami hasn't showed that they could beat anybody by seven on the road. Um, I know this Virginia Tech team is terrible. They are. They are awful. I get that. Um, But they play tough at home. Uh, You know, Miami does actually like kind of own Virginia Tech, oddly enough. They've beat them seven in the last ten times. Even when Virginia Tech, you know, they're both the same level of disappointing every single year, basically. Um, Miami won this game by 12 at the Hard Rock last year. Uh, but I, I think I got to take the seven here. It's, it's a far trip up north for Miami going to Virginia Tech. Um, obviously still a tough home field environment there. I think they'll get up for this game. Um, I think they cover seven. So Buffalo on the second leg of a back-to-back traveling to McGurk Stadium to play UMass. Uh, Buffalo currently laying 17 points. Um, there's no confidence in this game. Whatever. I took the 17. I, I don't care about this game. Uh, there's there's just, I don't know. I don't want to lay 17 points with Buffalo on the road on the second leg of a back-to-back. I know they've looked better than we kind of expected this year. And, you know, UMass sucks. But, uh it just feels like too many points to lay with this team in this spot. So I'm going to take the 17. No confidence in that play. California laying 15 against Colorado. Really hard to talk yourself into taking Cal on the road. Laying 15 points. Really hard to talk yourself into taking Cal. Minus 15 against anybody. Um, but here's the deal. Uh, Colorado really sucks. Really, really sucks. One of the worst Power 5 teams, if not the worst. Uh, they just fired, fired Carl Durrell. Now, they are coming out of the bye week, but here's the thing. Their interim head coach is Mike Sanford. Now, when he coached at Western Kentucky, they were okay, um, but their offense absolutely sucks. This is an offensive guy, by the way, Mike Sanford. Uh, he's an offensive coach. When he coached Western Kentucky, they couldn't score at all. They were a super defensive team, sucked on offense. Then he was the OC for Minnesota. Um last year which is when minnesota dropped off drastically last year on offense uh he was a head coach at i'm sorry he was an offensive coordinator at utah state the years that utah state went down and automatically sucked it's just everywhere this guy goes teams get worse um and i don't i don't trust this guy i don't trust trust mike sanford um it's definitely not going to make a shitty colorado offense better that's for sure uh so no, I'm going to lay the 15 with Cal. It's uncomfortable to do it, but Mike Sanford being the interim head coach, I can't, I can't get behind that. Uh, Ball State laying nine and a half at home against UConn. Second leg of a back-to-back road trip for UConn. I am actually going to lay the nine and a half with Ball State. I know that sounds kind of crazy to lay that many points with this team, but they're playing good football. I know it's surprising. I really thought this team was going to kind of suck. Um, UConn playing decent football, so. There's that. Jim Mora has UConn fighting. They already hit their over for the season. 
Uh, so good job there for Jim Mora Jr. Good job for UConn. But I don't like this spot for them. Also, they played in Florida. They played in Miami. They played Florida International last week. Now they're on the road all the way. So from UConn to Florida, from Florida to Muncie, Indiana, um, that's a lot of traveling, which is something I don't like to see in college football when you're betting. So I'm going to lay the nine and a half with Ball State. Alabama laying seven against Tennessee. Okay, so here's the deal. Saban's hopeful, quote-unquote, about Bryce Young. I think Bryce Young's hurt. I don't think Bryce Young is coming back uh, any point within the next couple weeks. I think he's seriously hurt, but it's Nick Saban, so you never fucking know. Um, I think your best-case scenario, considering Bryce Young, is that he would play in this game hurt. Now, I'm, I'm saying this is a spot you got to be careful. Uh, Bama won this game 52-24 to last year. They've won it 15 straight times. Every time everybody thinks Tennessee's back, it's just another team uh, that every time you think they're back, they play Alabama, they lose, they get shut down. Um, that's the story of Tennessee football. When it comes to Florida, when it comes to Alabama, when it comes to Georgia, every time you think Tennessee, oh, they're back, they're kind of good, uh, they get housed by those teams. This year, they already beat Florida. It ended up looking like a close game. It really wasn't. They were up, they were handily up that game. They almost gave it away, but they were doing well. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think I'm gonna take the points with Tennessee. I'm gonna take the touchdown. What I'm gonna say is don't go crazy in this game, bet it for fun. Um, if you want to lay a ton of money in this game, I think the side you go lay a ton of money on this game would be Alabama. Like, oh, I could buy a half a point down to get Alabama less than a touchdown. Sweet. Um but that's just not the way I want to go with it. I want to watch this game and have fun watching this game. College game days there. Uh, it's in Rocky Top. You know this place is going to be absolutely fucking insane. I love Hendon Hooker. I, I, like Tennessee might have the better quarterback in this matchup um, as far as for college football. Better college football quarterback. Even if Bryce Young was playing. Even if Bryce Young was healthy. So... It's a very interesting spot. It's it's one where tradition would tell you to take Bama here. Uh, but for fun, I'm going to take the seven. I'm going to sprinkle a little on the money line, and I'm just going to have a hell of a time watching this game because I'm really excited for it. It's going to be a really crazy environment. Uh, I saw Rocky Top just being sung at the top of their lungs down in Baton Rouge. I was really surprised about that. Uh, the Tennessee fans showed up against LSU. So that was interesting, and I think it's going to be just nuts this week. Um, so I'm, I'm going to take the seven. I'm going to sprinkle a little money line, but I don't know. Don't go crazy. It's it's probably an ill-advised move, if I'm being honest. So uh, it is what it is there. So uh, let's move on to the next game. Arkansas laying one and a half on the road in Provo against BYU. This is... BYU's homecoming. This is the second leg of a back-to-back -back for Arkansas. And what do we know about the SEC? They don't travel very well. <laughs> um, it's worrisome. I think K I, I think KJ Jefferson is back, and that's what the line's telling you is KJ Jefferson is back. Um, but flat out, I mean, I I I circled the spot in the off season. I said that this is a really good spot for BYU to get this game, get this game. Now I thought Arkansas was going to be looking a little bit better record wise. 
I thought they were going to get the A&M win uh, specifically. Um, other than that, oh, I also kind of like, I don't know if I really like counted it as a win in my head, but I thought they could win. I called for the Alabama upset. I get it. Um, so I had them four and two. They are three and three. So I thought they were going to look a little bit better. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I, you can't, you can't, I don't think this team's a bad football team. I don't think Arkansas is a bad football team. You can't lay a point. You can't lay anything with an SEC team playing a team that's probably relatively equal to them in talent. Um, you can't lay the points with them on the road. I know BYU hasn't looked as good as we have expected this year. Um, I, I expected them to win against Notre Dame last week, and, and they just didn't. So, um, But in Provo, you, you can't take an SEC team with equal talent to BYU at traveling all the way up there to play that, that game. <laughs> I don't know. That's just not a formula for winning a bet. So I'm taking the points, taking the money line with BYU. Um, it's a spot I circled in the offseason. It's just a bad spot for Arkansas, um, especially second leg of a back-to-back road trip. Charlotte playing UAB. UAB laying 23 and a half. Um I don't know. I took Charlotte. There's not much to say that, that, that here. Uh, Charlotte's off the bye. UAB hasn't like really impressed me that much. They're a good team, but they look a little more vulnerable than they typically do uh, in recent history. So um, I don't know. I'm taking the points, but I, I don't like that game. Toledo laying seven and a half against Kent State. Now, when I actually bet this game, I bet it um, with Kent State getting nine. This is the second leg of a back-to-back road trip for Kent State. Toledo's won this one five games in a row. I do expect this to be a really competitive game, um, but I liked it a lot more when it was at nine, and I, and I didn't even really like it that much at nine, but I liked it a lot more than I like it at seven and a half. Now, that makes it tough. Um, I think I'm going to go ahead and lay the points with Toledo at seven and a half. I think that's going to be my play there. Um it feels right around where the numbers should be. That's a really tough game. There's no confidence in that one, but I'm going to lay the seven and a half with Toledo. Next up, Maryland, Indiana, Maryland laying 11 and a half. Um, this, this game's interesting. Um, Maryland won this game by three last year. They lost the previous three. That's a typical Maryland thing to do. Uh, when you're the more talented team, you lose, especially on the road. Maryland could lose this game outright. Um, it feels like the side I should be on is Indiana plus 11 and a half. But this Indiana team sucks. And so far, this Maryland team has showed me that they're actually pretty good. Um, I faded them last week against Purdue. Purdue got the win. Uh, that was one of my f- favorite plays. And, and it hit, which is cool. Um, but Maryland was still in it up until the very end. I mean, it took everything for Purdue to get that thing done. Maryland's just a good team this year. I'm going to lay the 11 and a half points, even on the road. Um, feels gross, feels ill-advised, but I'm going to do it. NC State catching three and a half off of Syracuse now. Um, Devin Leary, from what I understand, is out for this game. Uh, that is the starting quarterback for North Carolina State. Um, man, this is really tough. I, I don't know what world we're living in where where Syracuse is favored by over a field goal against North Carolina State. Um, 
Syracuse is off the bye, so there is that. But NC State won this game 41 to 17 last year. They are um no insight on Devin. I'm trying to like kind of look up uh Devin Leary uh playing, whether he's playing or not, kind of while I'm talking. So that's why I'm being all scattered and 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 all over the place. Um I, there's no there's no information on it, so they're not gonna release it. It's par for the course in college football. Um but yeah, I, I mean they won this game 41 to 17 last year. They're 13 and 2 all time against Syracuse. Um, their defense is gonna be able to be in this game. Um, so let's see, let's let's look back to last year and let's see if North Carolina State had played um Virginia last year. Did they? Um uh, let's see. Well, because they might not have played them this year, so this is interesting. I'm trying to see because Virginia had Robert Anai last year. Um, so I would like to know what they did against NC State with Robert Anai there. Um, probably something I should have looked up um, before I started doing this, but I didn't really think of it at the time. So let's see if they played. Of course, this is going to be the one time. I use Google as a search engine and can't find anything. Uh, da, 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 da. All right, look, here's the deal. I'm 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 on NC State in this game. I'm taking the three and a half. It feels stupid, feels dangerous. Um, but their defense should be able to hang in this game just flat out. I, I don't I don't see Syracuse starting off. 6 and 0 this year and and beating are they 6 and 0 already? I don't even know. <laughs> uh fucking Syracuse football man. No, they are 5 and 0. I know they're coming out of the bye week. I just don't see them starting off 6 and 0 and beating beating NC State. Like I know they're at home. I know NC State hasn't looked all that great this year, but they still have a good defense. Uh I'm definitely worried about what this NC State offense looks like without um, without Devin Leary because Devin Leary is kind of the the life force the, the, of the offense, you know. But I, I don't know. I, I just can't convince myself. I can't convince myself to take the Syracuse team laying three and a half against a program that they're just nowhere near as good as. Um. Okay, I think I finally got to where I was going here. It took me a minute to like get the F. FBS schedules. So they didn't FB schedules, I should say. Dot com. This is like my favorite reference site for uh college football. I love looking into this. So the last time they played Virginia was in 2020. So Robert and I would have been there. And they beat Virginia on the road. They beat the Cavaliers 34 to 21. Now this was a four. Let's see. Yeah, regular season four. Seven, eight, eight win NC State team, which is right around what I expect them to be this year. So, um, not too much different of a team. Now, I know you don't have your starting quarterback, which does give Syracuse a little bit of an advantage there, obviously, but I'm taking the three and a half points. Um, I don't suggest going crazy on that game one way or another. If you really feel comfortable with Syracuse this year, they're off a bye week. Uh, NC State's probably going to be on their backup quarterback, so go for it. But I'm taking the three and a half with NC State. Northern Illinois at Eastern Michigan um, in Yisplanty, uh, Michigan. 
Michigan, Eastern Michigan laying two and a half. I'm going to take the two and a half. I'm going to take the money line with Northern Illinois. Um, just kind of what happens in this game, honestly. Northern Illinois won it last year, 27-20. I know they're not as good as they were last year, but they've won this game 11 of the last 14 times these two programs have played. Um, and it's the MAC. This is what happens in the MAC. Eastern Michigan looks like the much better team. Eastern Michigan's at home. Somehow they find a way to lose this game. Um, taking Northern Illinois, Ohio University. I'm trying to do better at not referring to them as solely OU. I am from Ohio, so I always just call this school OU. By the way, Halloween's coming up. <laughs> you want to go to a fun ass Halloween spot? If you're not an old ass man like me, go to Athens, Ohio for for Halloween. It's just bananas. Like, the streets are shut down. It's just a badass Halloween party, like, the whole town. Athens, Ohio is actually, like, a really cool little college football town. Um, it sucks this team sucks now because it is, like, a really cool cool program in general under Solich. But um, it's just a little town dug out into the mountains that is just the campus and, like, a couple gas stations and shit. Um, it's very interesting little spot, but it's a cool little spot with a lot of history there. So, um that being said, this game is in Kalamazoo, uh, Western Michigan. Is catching a point at home? I don't think much of Western Michigan, but honestly, I don't think much of either of these teams. Um, if I was setting a line for this game, I would have set Eastern Michigan maybe three and a half, three and a half point favorite, probably. So um, I'm going to take the point. I'm going to take. Western Michigan on the money line, and that's the way I'm going to play that one. Uh, Oklahoma State travels to Fort Worth to play TCU. TCU laying four. Um, that seems like the side, doesn't it? That seems like the intelligent side to take. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's just I'm stubborn, and I thought TCU was going to kind of suck this year, and clearly I am wrong. God, TCU – I'll tell you what, that team is ginormous. Everybody on that team is fucking huge. I was shocked watching them against Kansas, how big they all were. Um, OK State won this game 63-17 to last year. I know it's a very different story this year from where TCU was at last year. Um, here's what I'm going to say. I'm taking the four points. I'm a little worried about it. Uh, Texas is on deck for Oklahoma State. But I don't think you could overlook this TCU team right now. Um this is a dangerous spot. This never works out good. When you look at a, a game and you see number eight against number 13 and you see number eight catching over a field goal, that's a dangerous spot. That's what I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say. Um, so keep that in mind. But I, I guess I'm going to be stubborn. I'm taking the four points with Oklahoma State. Don't feel great about it. Troy laying 16 against Texas State. Texas State coming off of somehow – a massive win against App State blew my mind. Troy, however, 11-1 and against Texas State uh, as a program. 16 points is a lot of points. Uh, I'm laying it. I don't feel good about it. I don't suggest you tail me on that one. Georgia minus 38 against Vanderbilt. Um, Georgia won this game 62 to nothing last year. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to lay the points. There's nothing I feel crazy confident about there, but – you know, is what it is. I'm gonna, I'm gonna lay the 38, but um, again, not a high confidence play for me. Western Kentucky, the Hilltoppers, laying eight, traveling to play uh, Middle Tennessee in Murfreesboro at Johnny Red Floyd Stadium. Um, 
this is actually a rivalry game, 35 and 35 all time. Now, Western Kentucky has been dominating the series as of late, winning six of the last seven, 48 to 21 last year. I get that. I get that uh, Western Kentucky was also a much better team last year than they are this year. They're good this year, but they're not as good as they were last year. Middle Tennessee down a couple weeks, but they've played a couple tough teams, UTSA, UAB. Um, I faded them in both of those spots. But this Western Kentucky team is not as physical as those teams. I think Middle Tennessee can play against these frou-frou teams like your uh, frou-frou. That's a word that I haven't used in a while. Like your Miamis, for example, when they beat Miami. Um, you know, I think they could, they could beat those teams because they could shoot out with them. Uh, Colorado State, a soft team, beat them. They were able to be just as tough as they needed to be to beat Tennessee State beat Miami the games they've lost and they've lost them handily uh James Madison super physical uh team in the trenches UTSA super physical team in the trenches UAB super physical team in the trenches Western Kentucky that's not the story this is a rivalry game I'm getting eight at home I'm gonna take that all day um James Madison laying ten and a half on the road against Georgia I'm sorry that's the line I originally bet this game at um, it's actually up to 12 and a half now, but honestly, I took the game when it was at 10 and a half. I'm taking the points with Georgia Southern. I'm trying to convince myself that that team doesn't suck because they've shown me nothing that should say that this team sucks. Uh, they're actually pretty good. I know JMU's ranked. I know JMU's good. I hope JMU wins this game. However, it is the second leg of a back-to-back -back for JMU. Georgia Southern has been playing good under Clay Helton. I'm going to take the 12 and a half points. I don't see how you don't really. Um, Wisconsin minus seven and a half still. Yes, seven and a half uh, traveling to East Lansing to play Michigan State. Sparty. Um, kind of surprising. Uh, this is homecoming for Michigan State. This is the second leg of a back-to-back -back for Wisconsin. Michigan State kind of owns Wisconsin, actually. 31 and 23 all-time against the Badgers. Um, now, these two teams are kind of heading in different directions. Well, I don't know if they're heading in different directions. But Jim Leonard got a big win over Northwestern last week. But here's the thing. Northwestern fucking sucks. They are, uh, if it's not Colorado, it is them that is the worst Power 5 team in the country. Michigan State sucks, but they don't suck quite that bad. There's still talent on this team. If they could force this game to get, be a little bit of a shootout, they have a chance. So I'm going to take the 7.5 points at home. Uh I think it's worth a little bit on the money line too, though, honestly. Um, just saying, plus 255, just saying. Washington laying 14 against Arizona, the Wildcats. Um, nothing crazy for me in this game. I'm not going to be uh, betting this game all that much. Uh, Washington won this game 21 to 16 last year. They've won five straight in this matchup. I think they win it here. I'm going to lay the 14. I don't love it. Rice. Catching four points off of FAU, the Owls. Um, ugh, they're both off the bye. This is homecoming for FAU. Um, dealer's choice here. I'm going to lay the four with FAU. I don't feel great about it. Go whatever way you want there. <laughs> Fuck that game. Arkansas State catching four and a half off of Southern Miss. Uh this is the first time these two teams have uh, played in, in recent history here. Uh, of course, Southern Miss just coming over to the Sun Belt. So there's that. This is homecoming for Southern Miss. I, I don't know. I, I'm, I guess, taking the points with Arkansas State. I, I don't really like this game that much. I think it's 
I think our Southern Miss is just the kind of team where if they're catching more than a field goal off of most teams, I'm going to take them. If they're laying more than a field goal against most teams, I'm not going to take them. So I'll just take the four and a half with Arkansas State, but not a lot of confidence there. Florida laying three in the swamp, playing LSU. Brian Kelly's Tigers not looking too good this year. Um, I even took them on the over. I, I've, I've said it every week. It was one of my favorite overplays. I knew as soon as I saw them week one against Florida State, I was like, uh-oh, <laughs> this team is not good. I, I misjudged Brian Kelly. But, hey, even though I was wrong about it, I'm still happy about it. I fucking hate LSU. I fucking hate Brian Kelly. I'm glad to see that they suck. However, Florida also sucks. Three points. I'm going to take the three in this game. I'm going to take the three points. I, I don't know. I don't feel insanely confident about it. However, I do still think LSU could potentially win this game. Um, they won this game last year, 49 to 42. They've won seven of the last 10 against Florida. Um, but two of the three losses there in that time period, the last 10 games, were at the Swamp. So there is that. I'm going to take the three points. I'm going to say both these teams suck, so take the points. Um, ULM catching 17 off of South Alabama. Huge uh Huge, huge jump up this team for South Alabama. This game's down in Mobile, Alabama. Um, South Alabama's coming off the bye week. This is their homecoming. I, I don't know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fade Monroe here. I'm gonna lay the 17 with South Alabama. Not a crazy ton of confidence, but it is what it is. Utah State laying 11 against Colorado State. Um, <laughs> God, both of these teams suck, don't they? <laughs> Uh, this is a, this is an interesting game to have to be forced to pick. <laughs> um, I'm going to, I'm going to lay the points with Utah state. There's, there's nothing crazy here. There's nothing, there's no insight I have. Um, it does not feel comfortable to lay 11 points with, uh, Utah state on the road. Um, Colorado state got their first win last week, but Nevada outgained the shit out of them. They should have like on paper, you would think that Nevada dominated that game last week. Two defensive touchdowns for Colorado State in an ugly-ass game is what it is. They got the win. I really, really, really hate to be laying 11 points with Utah State on the road, but that's what I'm going to go with. I don't suggest you tail. I don't suggest you bet this game at all if you can uh, stand not to. So I bet every single game it is in some fashion. So it is what it is. Uh, Clemson, Florida State, Clemson laying three and a half, and I think that's the side to be on. I know it's the second leg of a back-to-back, um, but they've won this game six straight times. They won it 30-20 to 20 last year when they weren't all that good. I know this is in Florida State. This is their Super Bowl. This is what they're going to be all pumped up for this. Huge game for Mike Norvell. He really needs to get this one done. I, I don't know if he's like still on the boiling hot seat, but um, things could get a little bit ugly for the rest of the season if they lose this one. This would be a huge win in his tenure. This would be a huge win um, towards, I don't know, Clemson just not being in the playoff this year, I guess, is, is the point. Because nobody from the Coastal is going to beat him in the championship game. Um, so Florida State has dropped their last two games. This would be three straight. That would put them at three and three heading into the bye week. So I don't know if that's if that's is bad enough to get Norvell fired. I'm not sure, but... Um, for this game in particular, I'm laying the three and a half, and I feel pretty good about it. I, I don't know how you don't just lay the three and a half. ECU in Greensboro, um, Greenville, sorry, Greenville, North Carolina. 
laying five points against Memphis. Now the five points is throwing me a little bit. I expected it to be more around three, um, but I'm going to lay the five points even with ECU. They get me every week. Why not? Get me again. It's homecoming. They won this game 30 to 29 last year in the Liberty Bowl. They've won this game eight of the last 10 times they've played. Um, Memphis, not a team I like to bet on the road. Not a team I would like to bet against ECU. Not a team I would like to bet against ECU on the road. Um, I'm surprised the line's five. Like I said, I thought it was going to be three, but I'm still going to lay the points at five. Uh, Mississippi State length, four and a half against Kentucky. I got this one when it was at seven. I kind of thought Levis was going to play this week. Um, And he is going to play this week. At seven, I really liked taking Kentucky at home. Four and a half, I'm probably going to still take Kentucky, but um, I don't know. It's homecoming. Mississippi State won this game by two touchdowns last year, 31 to 17. But the home home team has won the last six times these two teams have played. It's just kind of one of those matches. Whoever the hell's at home gets the win. Um, I'm going to take the four and a half with Kentucky, being that they're at home. Mississippi State is the much better team, but also, Mississippi State, I don't know that they're a team that overlooks somebody, but they do have Bam on deck, so that's something to keep in mind. It is a look-ahead spot. I don't know if they're the type of team that would look ahead, um, especially since Kentucky's been like equal-level talent as them lately. But catching four and a half, I'm going to take Kentucky here. Anything over a field goal, I guess I probably still would. Um, Nebraska-Purdue, Purdue laying 14. Uh, second leg of a back-to-back for Nebraska. Um, Purdue won this game by five last year, of course. Uh, close. Man, oh man, that alarm gets me every week, doesn't it? I'm sorry. Um, lost this, or they won this game last year. Close loss for Nebraska. Surprise, surprise under Scott Frost. But Purdue's won this game three of the last four times. There's nothing telling me Nebraska should do anything special in this game. They fucking suck. They looked like shit against Rutgers on the road. I'm not a Nebraska fan this year. I, I'm I'm fading them in this spot. I'm going to lay the 14 with Purdue. Um, Notre Dame length 17 against Stanford. Uh, when this game opened up, I'm trying to find this pick for me. <laughs> Where is this pick? This this tells you how confident I am in this game. Okay, I still laid the 17. Notre Dame's won uh, the last three of these matchups against Stanford, this rivalry, by three touchdowns or more. Uh, so 17 seems like a manageable number. I, I don't love this game, if I'm being honest. That feels like a lot of points to be laying with Notre Dame. Um, this Notre Dame team specifically, but I'm going to lay it here. I'm not worried about Stanford getting the win. Um, Stanford sucks, so I'm going to lay the 17 with Notre Dame, but it's nothing I like a crazy amount. New Mexico minus six against New Mexico State. Um New Mexico State off the bye week. New Mexico won this game 35 to 24 last year. Seven of the last 10 times they've beat the excuse me, <laughs> Aggies. Um, those energy drinks will get you every time, huh? <laughs> Carbonation. Um, okay, so yeah, I, I'm gonna lay the six and a half with New Mexico, the Lobos, but I, I honestly I hate this game. I just fade New Mexico State pretty much auto fade every week now. Um, New Mexico looking like they've improved a little bit this year. New Mexico State. I can't really say the same. So I'm going to lay the six and a half, but I'm not super confident in it. Um, North Carolina laying seven against Duke. Second leg of a back-to-back for UNC. They did blow this team out last year, 38-7. to They've won this game three straight years. Um, from what I've seen on paper, 
I don't know why you would lay seven in this spot with North Carolina. I think Duke's going to be able to score on them. Uh, I think they'll drop a decent game plan on on defense. I, I'm going to take the seven with Duke. Um, probably worth a little money line sprinkle too. Nothing I'm crazy confident in because North Carolina could come out there and just fuck this team up. But I'm, I'm going to take the seven points with Duke. Uh, Utah laying three and a half at home in Rice-Eccles Stadium against USC. Um, isn't this just the kind of game that pisses you off? <laughs> uh, Utah won this game 42-26 to 26 last year. Here's why it pisses you off, because this is what happens in the Pac-12 every year. Utah went on the road last week and lost pretty handily and cost me a whole bunch of money against UCLA, a game that they should have won, a game that if they were at home, they would have won by two or more scores, a game on a neutral site, they would have won by eh, seven to 10 points, somewhere in there. Um, but they went on the road, so they got their shit pushed in. And I'm kind of sick of that story for Kyle Whittingham. I know he's doing a really good job at Utah for what Utah is as a program. But after a certain amount of time, you just get sick of coaches doing the same shit over and over and over. Utah, same story every year. Always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Um, can never get over the hump. And, and it's always a stupid road game that costs them. I know UCLA looks decent this year, but they're not a great football team. Utah was the better football team. They only lost that game because they're on the road. Kyle Whittingham, teach your boys to get up for a fucking road game. Same thing happened against Florida. All that being said, USC has looked good this year, but what happens here? USC goes on the road to Rice-Eccles. They're going to lose this game. They're absolutely going to lose this game, um, costing the Pac-12 any shot for the rest of the season at making the playoffs, and that's just the way it is. Um, I liked it more at three, three and a half. I'm still going to lay it with, uh, the Utes, Oregon state laying three and a half against Washington state. Second leg of a back-to-back for Washington state. Oddly enough, the Washington state has absolutely owned this matchup. Um, they won last year, 31 to 24. They've won this game eight straight years in a row, even traveling to Corvallis. So, um, this is a dangerous game. I'm going to take the three and a half points with Washington State. I don't feel crazy great about it. Um, there is there is a little bit of blowout potential, but Oregon State just with this offense, with I think Nolan, uh, he's out. Chance Nolan is still out. So they're missing their starting quarterback still. Um, their quarterback situation is a mess there in Corvallis. Um, I don't lay over three points with them against hardly anybody right now with how they look. I still think they're a good football team. It's just they're they got to play great defense and, and they got to be physical in the trenches. They got to run the ball well because their passing game is just non-existent. Washington State can put up some points, so I'm going to take the points. But I don't really like taking a, a young, uh, new to the FBS quarterback two games in a row on the road. It's a little dangerous to do that, but. Um, I'm going to take the three and a half points with Wazoo. Air Force laying 10 against UNLV. Second leg of a back-to-back for what has been a disappointing Air Force team so far. Boise is on deck for Air Force, but they did win this game 48-14 to last year. Um, I just think they're flat out the better team. They're going to out-football, out-football UNLV. That's, <laughs> that's my breakdown of that one. They're just going to play a better football game. Uh, I'm going to lay the 10 points with Air Force. San Jose State minus eight and a half traveling to Fresno to play Fresno State, the Bulldogs. Um, Fresno won this game 40 to nine last year. They have won three of the last four times. They still don't have Hayner, but I'm going to say they get it together for one game here. Um, I don't think they win this game, but I'm going to take the eight and a half points with Fresno. Don't feel crazy confident about it, but it's just kind of a hunch I have here. 
Nevada laying six out on the island playing Hawaii. Um, do I like laying six points with Nevada on a long road trip? No, not at all, but I still don't trust this Hawaii team, even the bet in this spot. So I am going to uh, grossly lay six points for the Wolfpack in Hawaii. All right, guys, that is the last game. That is the last pick. Um, appreciate you guys tuning in, listening. You can find me on Twitter at GCG underscore wins. Podcast page is at Coastal Covers 24. Um, I try to get on for a reaction show. It's been busy lately. It's been hard not hooking up with uh, Protopapa to give you a, a whole show with not just me uh, talking, stammering, stumbling around through these games. So um, it's been a little difficult, but we're going to try to link back up next week. I will try to get a reaction show out, try to keep the content coming. And uh, like I said, we appreciate you guys all tuning in. Um, follow us on Twitter, and I will see you next time. Good luck this weekend.